0: Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. This is Happiness Solved with America's happiness coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy you're here. So I recently had an amazing opportunity to talk about this topic on live TV and I think that it's just it's a timely thing to start my podcast with and it's basically reset and de-stress. So, you know, stress is still a huge factor in today's world and It is such a major problem that is affecting people both mentally and physically. According to the American Psychological Association, stress affects all systems of the body. That's right. Every major system of our body, it can be affected by stress. Now, WebMD reported that 43% of all adults suffer adverse health effects from stress like high blood pressure, skin conditions, depression, and anxiety. And 75 to 90% of all doctor's office visits are for stress-related ailments and complaints. That number is staggering. So I always like to say at any time during the day, you can press the reset button, right? And reset your day, just like you reboot your computer when it's not functioning properly. So here are my five tips to reset your day and help you reduce stress. Step one is exercise, right? Exercise is going to raise your endorphins, it's going to get your heart rate up, and that is going to help you reduce your stress. So take a walk in nature, dance to your favorite music, ride a bike, anything that you enjoy doing is going to help reduce your stress. Step two, gratitude. Every day when you wake up, make a list of everything you have to be grateful for. And at any time during the day when you need to reset your day, focus on your blessings and feel its loving embrace you will be amazed at how quickly you will feel better. Tip three, deep breathing. All you need to do is take 10 slow, deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth, okay? This is also an amazing way to reduce your anxiety. Tip number four, grounding or earthing. So this just simply means taking off your shoes outside and feeling the grass or the earth beneath your feet, right? This is energizing and balancing for your emotions. So imagine yourself walking on the beach if you've ever experienced that, right? The sun's shining, you've got a breeze blowing, you hear the sound of the ocean, but what's really happening is that your, your feet are touching the earth. That's why it feels so great. So just take off your shoes and walk on the grass. You don't have to go to the beach. And the last step, number five, is trust. Learn to trust that everything is going to work out exactly as it's supposed to, right? It always does. And I always like to add to that, if you can control a situation, then there's nothing to worry about because you have control over it. If you can't control a situation, then there's no need to worry about it because it's something that is completely out of your control. So I hope you enjoyed these tips and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I am so excited for you to hear this interview that I had with Sifu Love. He is just an amazing, amazing human being. And he has a bachelor's degree in Chinese language and literature and linguistics from UC Berkeley. He has a master's in spiritual psychology from Columbia University. Wow. And he's got all sorts of certifications, but mostly. What's impressive about him is that he uses the art of uh, Kung Fu to help people heal. And uh, he's also known as the soul whisperer. So I hope you enjoy this interview. Hey, Sifu, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well. How are you? Thank you so much for having me here.
0: Oh, thank you so much for being here. And I love your name, Sifu Love. Now, is that, oh, is that you. your real name? Or did you change it? <laughs> I'm just curious.
1: No, no, it, it's a valid question. So, see, so Sifu means teacher in Chinese. Okay. And love is my, my actual last name. So I've adopted the title of Sifu. And so it's just Sifu Love. It's like Mr. Love.
0: Love it. It's, it's just, <laughs> it like flows. Sifu Love.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: love it, love it, love it. So tell the listeners about who you are and what you do and how you got to this point.
1: Sure. So as we said, I'm Sifu Love. I go by the Soul Whisperer. And what I do is I teach people how to heal themselves using spiritual martial arts practices. And, you know, one of the things that I love about my work is that I show people how to utilize movement to tune into what's going on with themselves so that they can then move into a state that feels more healthy for them. You know, I teach them how to tune into their bodies and find areas of trauma or stress, anxiety. I teach them how to understand how culture is imposed certain ways or values or ideas onto them. And we use the spiritual martial arts technique to push away those things or to filter or cycle those things. And from that particular process, we're able to get down to the core of who we are and i'm really passionate about that because i think authenticity is key in this world and the more authentic we are the more work we do toward you know becoming or finding our authentic selves i find life is so much more enriching it's more exciting it's more it's more full and and for me that whole process of helping people you know showing them how to get there and giving them the tools so they can heal themselves is really, really special and valuable. And I so love the work that I'm doing.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. So what type of, you know, movement is this?
1: Great question. So I've studied Chinese Kung Fu for about 15... Actually, this is my 16th year. So yes, it's been 16 years of studying Chinese Kung Fu. And there's a couple different styles of Kung Fu that I, I study. And when I teach the practices, what I'm teaching is the Kung Fu stuff from a more spiritual perspective, um, because my my background is in in spirituality and uh, spiritual psychology. So I take all that I've trained and competed in for 16 years, and I turn that into spiritual movement for people. And so I, I utilize the spiritual martial arts, and I would say 60 to 70% of what I teach is called qigong. And qigong is just a movement meditation practice that has the consciousness or the, the philosophy of, of energy healing and energy science embedded into it. So it's a really powerful practice and it's, it's accessible to many, many people. And the thing that I love is people come to the classes and they learn certain movements and stuff and then they realize that these movements are also, you know, a, a martial arts technique. So then they have these tools to protect themselves in case something happens to them physically.
0: Oh, no kidding. So it's, wow, that's, that's really interesting. So what brought you to this place in your life? I mean, obviously, you've been doing Kung Fu, practicing Kung Fu for a long time. But what draws you in? Was there any type of experience you had in your life that you were like, I need to go on this path?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. So growing up, I did a lot of sports. Like I, I, you know, I was that child that jumped around and did so many sports. I did basketball, soccer. I swam for literally a, a hot minute, maybe like a month, which isn't even a, a season. So like, I kind of jumped around between different sports and nothing really felt good to me. And there came a point in elementary school when I was going through bullying because of my because of my weight and because I, I was more feminine than, than, than my classmates. And it made me feel really, really uncomfortable, and, and I didn't really know what to do. And I remember next to my elementary school, there was this bookstore called, it's called Borders, which they're, they're, they're no longer around. But it's just this wonderful bookstore with all these books, and, and I would go in after school and like pick up a book and, and, and read them. And there's this um, one book called Meditation for Dummies, and, you know, the whole For Dummies series, they have everything for dummies, from like copywriting to dummies, for exactly. podcasting for dummies, <laughs> they have everything. And I found a meditation one for dummies. And uh, in the intro, it said how meditation is helpful for dealing with challenges and crises that, that we're facing. And I was like, well, let me try it.
0: That's, that's pretty brilliant for somebody in elementary school. <laughs> to actually
1: be drawn to that, quite frankly.
0: <laughs> You're you know, an old the, soul, obviously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And you know, the, the thing is, I, I was at a point where I, I felt somewhat desperate because I, I was really struggling and I wasn't comfortable telling people what was happening and what was going on. So I was like, well, what can I do? And the book sort of found me. It's, it's a sort of mystical thing, how the book found me. But the book found me. I started learning how to meditate and that was really, really helpful for me to deal with what was going on inside so then I can see the outer world a little bit differently and I can perceive what was going on in, in a different way. So that's when I started meditating. I think I was about like 10 or 11 years old when I really got into to meditation. I was deep into it. And then a couple years later is when I actually came out to my family and my mom She's like extremely loving it. And she was really worried that something might happen to me because I, I'm i different, you know. And um, I told her about the bullying that, that I was facing and she was just really, really concerned. And so as a compromise, I told her, okay, I will go to this martial arts studio that's right across the street. I'll train so I, I know how to defend myself in case something happens. And so that that's what started me going into Kung Fu. And it was this natural blend at some point of me putting together meditation with what I was learning in Kung Fu. And the, that's sort of the the beginnings of the spiritual martial arts work that I now do.
0: Wow. As, as a mom, I totally get that because you know, you never stop worrying about your children. And mm-hmm. that that's really incredible. What a gift she gave you. Because yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how old you are and how long ago this was, but it's unfortunately we're still dealing with some of that you know, even in 2021. So uh, it's good for you. Yeah, That's, that's Thank just you. really amazing. Thank you. Amazing.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'm, and I'm very fortunate to like have a mom who was trying to look out for my best interests and was really supportive. And she's the one who pushed me to go into the classes. Like I, I didn't want to. I was like, I've done, I've done these sort of things before. I don't want to do this sport, but she kind of pushed me. And, and I'm very happy that she did because now I am where I am today, you know, teaching other people how to not just defend themselves but also how to advocate for themselves through movement, to connect more deeply to their souls, to their intention, their desires. And so I'm I'm super grateful that I've been pushed into this because now I'm very happily sharing the work.
0: Fantastic, and it's so needed in on so many different levels. You know, because when you are trying to find that one thing, and 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 I'm also, you know, commend your mother for allowing you to try different things because, you know, as a former U.S. national and international figure skating coach, I promised myself, I retired from coaching before my son was born. Mm-hmm. And I promised myself that I would never force him to do anything that he didn't want to do. Because if your heart is not in it, th- there's no point, right? And I saw so mm-hmm. many little girls whose moms were living vicariously through them, right? Uh, And they were miserable, miserable. So that's really great. And yeah, I I was the same way with my son. And I I would just say, you need to just finish the season. So when it was Uh baseball, I'm like, just finish the season. And then you don't have Uh to play again, you know. But but yeah, that's really great. So back to the bullying. Like, was the meditation help you work through that? Or was that something that kind of lingered longer.
1: Right. So the bullying started in um, elementary school and it went throughout to middle school. In high school, there was sort of a hard stop and there were a couple of small instances, but but not so much. But, you know, I, I had faced the bullying and it was overwhelming for me. Um, you know, I at that point, speaking of elementary school, like I had a really good friendship group that I would enjoy being around. And I was sort of the popular one within that friendship group. But the second I left that group, you know, I left the group and I was walking to class. Or I was walking somewhere. I was getting ridiculed or, or made fun of. So I had my safe space. But the second I left the safe space, I felt like I was being attacked by, by other people. Not, not physically at that point. It was all verbal. And one of the things that I learned with meditation is how to tune in to other people and to sense what is going on with them. And when I learned how to do that, well, first I had to do with myself. And that, that took a long time to really dig deep and be able to hear what, what I call the voice of my own soul. So I was able to hear my soul, understand what was going on with me. And then from there, I was able to tune into what was going on with other people and their energy. And at that point, like when I was getting bullied, I was able to tune into what was happening with the people that were bullying me. And, you know, because I'm I'm very much into my um, intuitive capabilities I was able to see and feel some of what was going on with them and I realized that they were feeling so bad so ashamed so angry so frustrated so depressed on the inside and as they were bullying me that sort of helped them feel a little bit better about themselves but you know at some point I just looked at, at all these people with such compassion. I'm like, you are going through so much. I, I don't know what it is that you're going through, but I know that there's a lot that's happening. And you speaking to me this way is making you feel better. But, you know, I, I learned how to advocate for myself and tell them, like, like I don't appreciate you speaking to me this way. Don't do this. But I think what the meditation really did is it taught me how to get outside of my own mind and really understand the entirety of, of the situation to sort of zoom out and then be able to see something and then compassionately respond to it versus responding from my own place of anger or sadness and trying to, trying to continue on the fight with them. So it really helped me to read a situation and shift the energy into something else that I think is more healthy.
0: Wow. And you did that at such a young age.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's, yes, that's yes. a
0: skill that takes most people, you know, decades. And some people never get there because you're exactly right. You know, what, what the term that came to mind, and I'm not an expert in psychology, but I think the term is egomaniac with an inferiority complex,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like
0: they're, they're so, you know, they hate themselves or they're depressed or they're angry, all of the, those terms that you used, that they feel better by putting other people down.
1: Exactly. exactly. And there's just no
0: place for that in this world.
1: I I completely agree. And unfortunately, that sort of behavior is not just tolerated, it's sort of appreciated or it's, it's sort of valued. I'm sure a lot of people can think back to middle school or high school and the popular person was the person who was actually bullying other people. And they were the ones who were glorified instead of like, wow, you are so strong and powerful and influential. And so I think our culture tends to glorify that sort of behavior, which is very, very unfortunate and uncomfortable, and that needs to change, which I I think it is changing, but there still is that mentality to put someone on a pedestal who is trying to put someone else down.
0: Well, you know, we see it constantly in politics, right? Yes. I mean, they're the worst, (laughs) they're the worst at this. But I think, you know, and I I don't, my son, fortunately, was never bullied. I was bullied very badly growing Mm -hmm. up. And it was mostly elementary school, a little bit in junior high a little bit in high school but it was mostly boys that liked me and they made fun of me because they liked me or, you know that that
1: mm-hmm.
0: reverse psychology whatever it was but yeah but yeah I mean it took it took a lot for me to get over that. So what I do know though with my son since he he just graduated from high school a couple of years ago and all throughout there's like a zero tolerance policy for bullying mm-hmm. in the schools. now that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen because I'm sure it still does. But you're right. I mean, it is slowly changing, but that is just really incredible. So, so tell me about some of, the, some of the things that you offer to your, your clients.
1: Sure. So I have group classes that people are able to join in. And the themes of the group classes are really, at the beginning of the class, I tune in to what's going on with the group. And then I sort of create a class based off of that. I have so many different spiritual martial arts techniques and Qigong movements that, that, that I teach. And I just sort of cater it to whatever's going on with, within the space. So I have group classes that people are, are able to come into.
0: Now, where and are you located? Have,
1: so everything's online right oh, now. Oh, okay. Um, yes, it's all right, online. Right, so it's all remote. Great. Yes, yes. So anyone can join in any time, not any time of day, because, you know, there's a set schedule. But, you know, anyone's able to join. And I think for me, that's really important because, you know, I've had students from all across the world join the classes. And that creates this beautiful cultural cultural like i'm thinking of like like a like a blanket of like like this it's this little tapestry it's this cultural tapestry that comes in into the class and i can see how the movements are helping people from across the world and it feels really nice to be able to offer that service so i have the, those group classes that, that are online and i do have i do one on one work with people as well and the way that i do one on one work is you know, people identify certain problems that, that they're having, certain areas that they want to grow or develop. And then there's a set of movements that I, that I have that are, that are research based that, that have been passed down onto me from my different teachers. And the movements help people work through whatever it is that they're, that they're struggling with. So I have movements in terms, In terms of the psychology work, I have movements related to trauma, anxiety, stress, confidence, authenticity, vulnerability, and in terms of the more spiritual development work, because some people really want to develop the ability to tap into their past lives or do ancestral healing or their intuition. So I have forms that are, forms are just sets of movements. So I have forms that are specific toward that. So people come to me and, and they sort of sort of talk about what it is that they want to grow or develop. And then I, sort of like a doctor in a way, I I prescribe some forms for them to work through and I observe their forms and, and I tell them how the movement is correlating to some sort of psychological or spiritual principle. And then, you know, we kind of keep working back and forth through the movements. And I have to tell you, it's really beautiful to watch someone come in in the very beginning and feel a certain type of way and feel like, you know, I'm stuck. I, I've always been this way. I don't know how to change. I, I I don't know what to do. And then me teaching them the different movements and watching their own energy fields shift, watching their body change, watching their, their, their mind align with what it is that they are desiring to become. And when I see that happen, it takes like maybe... For some people, it takes like a month. For some people, it takes um, three to four months. But it's, it's a really beautiful process to watch someone shift through these movements that have such deep philosophy and psychological and biological and neuroscience perspectives embedded into them.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. Now, without giving any names out, obviously, can you give an example of somebody that you've helped? Sure.
1: Sure. So there's one student that came to me and she was really struggling with her confidence. In terms of confidence, she was afraid to even speak how she was truly feeling to other people. She was afraid to be out in public in 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 groups of more than 3 people. You know, she was really just afraid to be herself. And I taught her the confidence form. Before I taught it to her, I gave her an experience, so I I led her through the form, I watched her move, and after 30 minutes of going through the form, she told me, you know what, I feel like I can take on anything right now. So literally after the form, she went and she went to a large group of people, she gathered like six or seven of her friends, and previously that's something that would have made her terrified. But in that moment, she felt so confident and empowered. And she's like, yes, I love this. I love this feeling. And so you know, she came back to me and then I actually taught her the form. So then she got to learn the form, practice it on her own. And now I have to tell you, it's so interesting. Now she's doing like speeches on, on large stages. She, she actually had a TEDx talk a couple months ago. No um, kidding. Right. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it's you and it's just so interesting to to see her transition and growth and it's literally the the movements helped her help to unlock the truth of what was going on and the movements helped to move the stuckness that she felt and she's absolutely amazing she she told me she wants to do this um this Tony Robbins training and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're you're like ready to like massively change lives and be around large groups of people. So, so she's one story that I love and I love, you know, connecting with her and seeing what she's doing because she's always surprising me. And the thing that I think is so great is that she has this form. I've taught it to her and she has the form in her own back pocket. And she, and she tells me every time she does something that she's a little bit afraid of, she goes to the form It takes about 20 or so minutes to do and because she knows what the form is and and the meaning behind the movements, she just goes into the form and afterwards she feels so alive and she can do anything and I think that's what's led her to be where she is now going on stages and and wanting to do this Tony Robbins training is because she has the confidence in her ability to bring forth her own confidence and that to me is just mind-blowing and I'm so grateful to have guided her through that whole process.
0: That's an amazing story. Wow. Yeah, you must be really, really proud of that. And grateful, of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the work that I'm doing is, I, I would describe it as magical because I I know what the forms can do, but I don't know exactly how someone's going to evolve once they, they've learned the forms. And her evolution is just, I, I would have never guessed she would be where she is today. So I'm super grateful to the, the movements and her, participation
0: yeah because it sounds like she was suffering from like tremendous anxiety right mm-hmm. and then and going through the form helped to lower that anxiety so that she was able to move
1: forward and exactly
0: wow that that's just truly amazing truly amazing wow so sifu what else would you like to share with the audience
1: sure so you know I'm going to share a piece of information that I find to be really helpful, and it's something that's the core part of my teaching, is the imagination. And I just want to remind people of the importance of the imagination. The way that I teach about the imagination, I say the imagination is the way in which the soul speaks to us. It's the way in which our soul is feeding us images or sounds, um, sometimes tastes. You know, the, the soul will feed us things through the imagination. And the more that we engage with our imagination, the more we come back into what is authentic and true to us. So one tidbit that I always tell people is to not be afraid of their imagination, not to judge their imagination, because if they're judging their imagination, then they're judging their own soul, their own authentic self. And so embrace the imagination and find ways to bring the imagination into the everyday life. And I think that's what makes life really exciting. Is you know, you you're getting dressed and instead of you just like putting on your clothes to go out, maybe you imagine that you are an Amazon and and you're preparing for battle and, and as you're putting on your jacket, you're putting on your war jacket to prepare yourself for what's going on. You know, that that's one very small example, but like just that action itself, you put on your jacket very differently. As you walk around holding this jacket, it holds a whole nother evaluation to you and you go about your day extremely differently. So I always talk about the imagination and its deep importance and unlocking the soul and understanding what's really going on deep down within.
0: I love that. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just a mind shift,
1: really. Exactly. Yes.
0: And that mind shift is so powerful and how our day is going to be, you know, how, how your day is going to flow ultimately.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's been a game changer for me because a lot of the times I've been told that that my imagination is too wild or to calm it down or to push it away. And part of that is because when when we're in our imagination, we do lose that sense of productivity because our imagination doesn't know the way culture has constructed time or the way that we go about doing activities. So when we use our imagination, we go away from the, the productive culture, but we turn inward into something that's more true and authentic to us. So it's truly powerful. And I think that's where transformation happens. If you really want to transform yourself, you need to get in touch with your imagination. That's exactly what I feel.
0: Love it. That is fantastic. So Sifu, what is your website?
1: So my website is healingkungfu.com. Very simple, healingkungfu.com. And on my website, you'll find more information about me. You'll find information about the many things that I'm doing this summer. Some of the things will be in person. And one of the things that you will find is my new three-month program called Mythic, which is a really deep dive into your most authentic self. And there's specific form that I will teach you so you have in your back pocket. You get my one-on-one guidance, you get some group support, and there's just a lot within that particular program. And and I'm excited that it, it's there and it's available anyone can join or well, I, I screen people first to make sure that that they have the, the discipline and, and they're ready for that deep level transformation. So, um you know, those people are able to join and I take on new people at the beginning of each month. So it's sort of a, a, a three month program that starts at the beginning of, of each month.
0: Nice. Love it. You are doing such amazing work and wow. It's just incredible. And this was, this was such a pleasure to learn more about you today. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been joy. I'm, I, I'm full of joy. And I really love having spent this time with you. So thank you so much for having me on here. And thank you all for listening. I greatly appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Sifu. Take care. Bye, everybody. So wasn't that just fascinating? Wow. And uh, as somebody who was bullied quite a bit when I was young, for somebody that age to learn how to meditate to help him work through those emotions that you, that one feels when you are bullied is, is just quite amazing. So I hope that you got something from this that you can apply in your own life. Please visit Sifu's website at HealingKungFu.com and learn all about the different types of ways in which He can help you out. So thank you so much for joining today. To learn more about me, you can visit my website at sandyscarlotta.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at CoachSandyScarlotta. If you are listening to this on my YouTube channel, Happiness Solved, please subscribe. Thank you very much. And as always, I hope that you and your family stay safe and healthy and that your life is filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.